all respect to Limerick, it's the best draw we could have got. But then again, they're saying the exact same thing. You know, they would have wanted to get us out of all the other all the other counties in Munster. Um, so advantages and disadvantages of playing, and we know what they're like. We know who their shooters are. You know how they like to play. Again, they'll be saying the exact same thing about us. They'll know a bit about us because um, they played us twice. <laughs> What's the story lads, welcome back to GA Fan TV, hope you're all keeping well, back again of course with another podcast and today I spoke with Dara Corcoran of Waterford, good conversation with Dara of course, he is a forward player on the Waterford football side so it was good to get an insight into Waterford ahead of the upcoming inter-county season. We spoke a bit about uh, Waterford already in the National League this season including um, some of the games they took place already this season, of course, against the likes of Sligo and Carlo, where they got uh, they got a good win against Sligo. Uh, we spoke a bit about the Tier One, Tier Two Championship, and kind of some of the you know possibilities that could happen in regards to that. We spoke a bit about the Waterford Under Twenty side that beat Clare last year. Of course, Waterford uh, have a couple of good young players coming through at the moment, and you know there's a possibility that maybe in the next uh, three four years or so, Waterford could be uh, could be a team to watch out for. Um, it was a good conversation, very much enjoyed it, so yeah, without further ado, let's get straight into it. Perfect, yeah, so welcome back to the podcast, I've got Dara Corcoran of Waterford alongside me here to preview the uh, the upcoming Waterford season uh, for the Waterford footballer. So I suppose first of all, Dara, obviously it's been a, it's been a crazy year in itself with everything that's uh, that's gone on this year, so I suppose what have you made of the, of the lockdown yourself? Um, I was an absolute disaster now, I suppose, probably speak for everyone when you say that. Um, especially in the GA front, the closing the fields, can't even go in and kick a ball or anything. Then it comes a point when there's only so much runs on the road you can you can take. You know, you're on the same path every day, you're getting bored off your head. Um, so yeah, just had to, had to wait it out. I suppose we're not the only ones, everyone was in the same thing. And now we're back with the clubs a few weeks now and back to the county now this week pick it up and go into championship yeah no absolutely i suppose um i suppose what have you made of or like what, what's it been like obviously being back on the pitch because obviously there's a lot of changes obviously going on with all the different um restrictions like obviously you have water breaks and then you've no you had crowd who were allowed and then they weren't allowed so i suppose for yourself what have you kind of made of the of the whole situation yeah it's completely different um so no one really expects it uh I know I'm playing GA matches now and they say no crowds, but you know the odd two people will be be sneaking in, so that that's that's the small support you can get. But I'm sure now coming up the the official Waterford Monster All Ireland, there'll be no one in. Um, be very hostile, you know. I don't think home home and away will matter too much. Um, probably the travelling to the matches could be the only difference. But as I said already, it's it's the same for everyone. So you kind of just have to have to roll with it and and see how it goes. Yeah, I suppose it'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, I think today with the government announcement, I think they're going to be allowing some crowd back in. So I suppose it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens there. Um, and I suppose, obviously, with the timing of the lockdown, I imagine it was just a little bit unfortunate for yourselves because, obviously, you'd come into a bit of form there just before the lockdown. Like, obviously, you got that win over Sligo and then the uh, the draw with Carlo as well. So was the timing just a little bit unfortunate, do you think, as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's been Division 4, there's not much between any of the teams at all. Um, lost the first three games. We played Limerick, who are going to play in the Monster Quarter Final. You know, 
two goals, two kicks of the ball was in it. We went out to Wicklow and um, wasn't a great performance. They, they put up a few points in the end of it. Played Wexford a point. Um, then we went up to Sligo, 18 fit players, you know, two keepers up against the straightaway up there. So that, that was massive. That kind of stood to us. Win against Sligo in that sort of conditions. And yeah, we just got a draw with Carlo then. The following week, and we were going into, going into London, I think, in four days before we played London, the whole thing got halted. Um, so yeah, that, that was um, a bit disappointing. You know, two final league games against London and Antrim, who are going for Division 4, would have been a good test. Uh, would have been a great test, actually, going in, going in then to the following month of Championship first. Yeah, it definitely would have been interesting, all right, because definitely Sligo were, you know, one of the teams kind of up there battling for, for promotion as well. So to get a win there, like that's definitely uh, definitely fairly impressive. Um, and I suppose like obviously in the first three games, you were kind of touching on it a bit there. Against Limerick, like there definitely wasn't much in between. It's just a couple of points. Um, but what do you think changed against Sligo and Carlo then? Like what do you think was kind of the difference in, in those two games compared to the first three? Um, I think it was just it was going on last year. Um, I wasn't involved now last year in the league. I got called in after the league um, to make championship debut or whatever when it, when it came around. Last year, I think it was the same. They lost the first three games and they were just, this year, right, that's enough. Can't happen again, you know. So, within the Sligo and attitude, no one backed us. Um, you know, rarely people will back us. It doesn't matter to us, you know, you, you go in like thinking you can win every game. And especially the fact we had a small squad, so we said we stick together for this one, give it a lash, and uh, it came out. It was a great win, actually. Yeah, like I just said, Sligo obviously going for promotion. Good football in county. Um, yeah, it was, br- it was brilliant for us. It really gave us a lift then during the week. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah. I suppose then, obviously, um, in the last two games, it was London. Obviously, obviously the London situation's kind of up in the air at the moment. Um, it looks like they won't be in the in the championship. I don't think they've been confirmed as not being in the league yet, but I suppose we'll kind of have to, to wait and see. But I suppose going into that game versus Antrim, obviously that'll be a, a tough game as well because Antrim obviously kind of picked up a bit of form before the lockdown as well. Like they had that big win uh, versus uh, versus Limerick. So I suppose that'll be a, a tough game for yourselves as well. Yeah, if, if it goes ahead, if we if we can travel up to Antrim um, together, possibly the best kind of kind of competitive game we can get before Limerick because you know they'd be kind of on par two of them battling it out at the top of top of division four. So that's that's what we want. That's what we'll be looking for and we hope we can actually can play and get us ready for championships. That that'll come in really quick after that one. Yeah, and I'd imagine obviously that game will just kind of be used as, as preparation, like you said then for the for the Munster Championship versus Limerick. Yeah, they have to be we can't we can't, can't go up. Um, I can't go down division four, you know. Um, but yeah, it'd be a good test for us. Um, trying new things, you know. We uh, seen a football championship is currently going going on now in Waterford. So if a Benji manager, it'd be like a, a shop window, basically. You know, all the games being streamed. He can doesn't have to go to him. He can watch them and so you know, pick any players that might might uh, make the squad a bit better. Yeah, and I suppose getting into the into the Munster Championship then, I mean, obviously you kind of touched on it a little bit there with Limerick kind of being on the on the same power as yourselves. There wasn't definitely too much in the difference between you. Um, so I suppose how would you feel kind of going into that game? Um, like obviously they're top of Division 4, but I suppose there was only three points between you, so I, like I reckon it would probably be close enough. Yeah, we played them actually twice this year. Um the McGrath Cup is kind of a pre-season tournament in Munster between the Munster teams. I'm sure they have them in the other provinces. 
um, they better spy a goal. So again, one kick of the ball um, up in Don Garvin. Then they came down three weeks later, two goals, two kicks of the ball. Don Garvin again. So all respect to Limerick is the best draw we could have got. But then again, they're saying the exact same thing. You know, they would have wanted to get us out of all the other all the other counties in Munster. Um, so advantages and disadvantages of playing, and we know what they're like. We know who their shooters are. You know how they like to play. Again, they'll be saying the exact same thing about us. They'll know a bit about us because um, they played us twice. Yeah, and I suppose like it is, it is kind of good as well in many ways for yourselves. The fact that obviously Cork and Kerry are on the other side of the draw. So I suppose like if you were to to get past Limerick, I mean I know Clare and Tip are obviously a couple of divisions ahead, and you know Clare have kind of a, a decent side there, but. I suppose, you know, how crazy of a year it's been, obviously. I mean, like, would you fancy your chances even maybe to go on a bit of a run in, uh, like, in Munster? Obviously, it's certainly going to be a tough ask, but I suppose you never know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's bang on there. You know, Kerry and Cork, they're the two teams you think are straight away going into Munster. They're on a complete opposite side. You won't get them to the final. But, you know, you won't know. Um, I think if we beat Limerick, if we beat Limerick, uh, you have to be confident going into that. And then you have another home draw, so we'd be at home then to Tipperary or Clare. I think we played Clare in the McGrath Cup as well as, well as Limerick there earlier on in January, not in between us. You know that they you know one of them games where they just get a few points, a few goals at the end of it. Doesn't really scoreline doesn't kind of show how the game went. So again, a bit of insight into Clare. You know, we played them, they played us. But you know, it's crazy year, like you said, you don't know what could happen. Could end up in the monster final within within two weeks of even starting. Hopefully anyway. That's what we'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. hoping for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose you never know anyway, I suppose with, with how it's kind of all panned out and I suppose it would be uh, it would be quite an achievement for yourselves, obviously, because you know, it's kind of like you're making the final eight then in many ways, because obviously there's no back door and there's no quarter final, so um, and I suppose as as an outsider, then kind of looking in, I suppose like what kind of players do you think in the world? Like if you were to get past Limerick and go on a bit of a run, you know, and against either a clear or a tip, like what kind of players do you reckon in the the Watford team could be the difference this year, other than yourself, of course. Um, comes from my head straight away, Conor Murray. You know, he's the captain. He's twenty three. I'm sure people have heard about him. Um. You will in the future anyway. Uh, Connor, he's a captain. As I said, he's only 23. You know, he's flying with his club. Um, I think he could be the captain of them as well. Um, and just you know, the whole squad, you know, we're kind of close group. Kind of everyone, everyone's kind of knitted together. Um, so yeah, everyone, everyone will know their own jobs. They'll know who to pick up, what to do with the ball, what positions to take up. So... That, that's what I think now anyway he killed me for, for saying him putting the attention on him but uh, yeah maybe we'll, we'll find out you know someone could come out of the woodwork and surprise everyone that most people wouldn't expect yeah and I suppose with all the club football as well and all the kind of you know the fact that club football obviously got a separate window I mean you never know there might be a few players who might who might come on the scene and I think there's a, there's been a lot more interest in, in, in football this year I think as well so I suppose it'll be an interesting um, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on it um, I suppose obviously there's been a lot of discussion um, in the past few years kind of just from around like in regards to the All-Ireland structure in terms of like Tier 1 and Tier 2 and obviously I kind of just wanted to get your your own opinion on it because obviously you'd be down playing in the Tier 2 so I suppose where do you the stand where do you stand on it yourself because obviously like there's a few kind of mixed opinion on it 
Yeah, it's kind of hit and miss, like, you know, um, you you want to be playing the top level, but is it realistic that we're going to get to a quarter-final, semi-final? Not, 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 not at the moment, anyway, you know, a bit of luck, maybe, but, um, yeah, the Division 2, I mean, they're looking at the Division 4 teams, as I said, not in between them, you know, you could be them, put your head together, it could be anyone there if you, if you really wanted to, and the Division 3, to step up, but, Again, it's, it's championship football, you know, everyone will be up for it that bit more. Um, so, yeah, it, w- it won't be too bad, you know, you get a few more games. Um, although last year, the qualifiers, we went out against Westmead. Very, very strong side, but it's just really enjoyed, you know, made my debut that day. Um, yeah, you want to be playing against the best. But then again, you, you have to beat what's around us first as well. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch-22 in many ways. I mean, obviously, you want to be... You want to be on the county side, you know, when you go on a good run through a province or, or do something special, maybe like a, like a Sligo back in the early 2000s or something like that. But I suppose at the same time, you do want to be, you know, as competitive as possible. Um, like, I suppose, obviously, hurling and Waterford, um, you know, is always going to kind of be the, the main sport, obviously, there. And it's obviously very hard for the, for the footballers to compete with that. But I suppose, like, what, what would you reckon maybe needs to change for counties like Waterford, Limerick or Clare, maybe to be more competitive with the likes of a Cork and Kerry? Like, do you think it's resources or, you know, kind of promotion of, of Gaelic football or what would you think? Certainly in Waterford anyway, for people to play for the Hurl, like, it's more attractive to them. You know, you're playing in the top Allianz League, whereas the football, you're in Division 4. But um, it's, there's no no less effort put in, you know. Um, we, the Hurlers, be training alongside us um, when, when, we were, when we were back training. And not even just Warford Hurlers, but just any senior in the county team. You know, we put in the same amount of effort. Resources, I don't think we could ask for more. You know, everything is there for us. Strength and conditioning, you know, the basics, the nutrition, everything. Everything you need. So it's just up to us to put it out on the pitch. And who knows, you know, if we um, got to Division 3 next year or two, you know, there might be more people attracted to that. And if you give that a right lash, as I said, you know, it's a step up. Probably not between the teams there again. You know, you could see yourself in Division Two with a whole new look team if um if that if that was possible. But yeah, certainly Warford Hurling is just the more attractive option at the moment. But there's a good good cohort of people, football people in Warford who love it and love to see it do well as well at the same. Yeah, and I suppose obviously, I mean, for for a lot of players, obviously it's definitely definitely kind of seems more attractive anyway to to play hurling. I suppose because you've more you have more chance of success in, in many ways, kind of, you know, further on. But certainly, yeah, like, if you, if you could go on a bit of a run in Division 4 or even Division 3, like, uh, I don't see why there'd be more, uh, like, more attention and more spotlight put on Waterford in that kind of sense. Um, like, would it be fair to say, then, that the, the National League is kind of going to be the priority now for the next few years for Waterford, obviously, if there is going to be a, a tier championship? Hey, well... Certainly, it's one of our big priorities anyway, just to get up. I think a few years back now, I don't know what it was, they got to the final in Crow Park, but haven't really, haven't really hit that since. As I said, it's, it's just look, you know, we get bad luck sometimes. It's always, we're always on the other end of a one-point win, a one-point loss or whatever. Um, yeah, it could be the priority, but this year again, as I said, you know, it's, it's the best draw Waterford got in football for the Munster. Um, in the past few years, you know, a home draw in the quarterfinal to Limerick Division 4, and then another home draw in the semi-final. So it's kind of balances out, you know. You kind of, 
after a few games in the league, you know whether or not you're going to go far. So it's whether the focus changes then um, coming to the end of it. Yeah, and I suppose obviously for yourself, um, obviously kicking one seven against Clare last year in the under twenty Munster Championship, would it be fair to say that would kind of be your uh, like your highlight of your playing time at Waterford so far? Obviously, you still have a bit to go, but would that be kind of your your highlight so far? So far, anyway, first underage game for Waterford, so it was, it was nice to do that. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, it was 13 years since the last under-20 team won a championship match, so kind of brought us together. Um, and then was the highlight, I'd say, that match, because next game we went out to play Cork, who would eventually, you know, hammer everyone mm. all the way to the final. You know, I think they, they gave Dublin a good run, came out on top at the end, so... It's just unlucky for us, you know, a great win against Clare, the confidence was high, um, but then you come up against Cork, they're a brilliant team, um, I think they back Harry by a good bit then the final as well, so yeah, it was a very, very tough game against them. Yeah, and I suppose no shame really in um, in losing to that Cork side, I mean that Cork team definitely, definitely very, very impressive team. Um, so I suppose it'd be fair to say then that certainly Waterford kind of have a good few kind of young players like such as yourself kind of coming through the ranks at the moment. Do you think? Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of great players, a lot of great dual players as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, and even just a few years above me, you know, you have fellas on on the Waterford senior football team. They have to go to the hurling then, as I said, because it, it is more attractive. But it'd be nice to just keep that, keep the players. Through, uh, through the ranks, through the years and the war for football. And who knows where it go? You know, we're a very young team this year. Um, very young, actually. Uh, I think the oldest player could be 25, 26. So, if, you know, you won't know what would happen if we stuck together for the next three or four years. Everyone, as I said, we're a nice tight-knit group. All friends, most clubs. No, it's not It's not clicks. Like, the clubs don't stick together. We're all together. Um, so, you won't know. Good, great, like you said, good, good young fellas coming through. So hopefully we can stick together then and see what happens in the next few years. Yeah, and I suppose when you look at, you know, counties such as Clare and kind of some of the progress they've made in football in the past couple of years, and even, you know, Carlo had a good good couple of years there a few years back, you know, and they're kind of a very experienced team. So when you see counties like that kind of achieving a bit of success, does that give you a bit of confidence then maybe if you still kind of stick together in the next couple of years that maybe you could kind of go on a run and uh, and kind of make something of yourselves? Yeah, it's very encouraging to see that, you know, like in fair play to those counties right down because I'm sure they, they were in a tough situation sometime and, and, and they came through it. Um, so then, you, you know, you ask the kind of question, why can't that be us? You know, that, that should kind of fuel you for the championship um, this year next year year after who knows once you keep trying you know low of averages something something might happen um, if, you, if you keep knocking at the door of it. yeah no absolutely and I suppose if you definitely continue a bit of success uh, under 20 and, and minor level and whatnot there's definitely uh, there's definitely a good chance I suppose lastly just to kind of finish up just out of curiosity um, this is kind of some, something I'm just asking everyone but I suppose who would you reckon um, will win the All-Ireland this year in Gaelic football Unless Waterford go on a special run, of course. Uh, yeah, unless us, I'd probably say Dublin straight up. Just can't see anyone, anyone coming near. Them. Not even this year, but for the foreseeable future, I think everyone, everyone could agree on that. Um, no, they're just they're amazing to watch. Um, they're all good for young fellas as well. Like you said, it's all about the young fellas coming up now. 
and you can see them at the top for for a few years definitely yeah no absolutely i think dublin will that will definitely um be there or thereabouts well look listen we'll wrap this up here there anyway it was a good uh good quick chat with yourself and um yeah sure look listen best of luck with the with the season anyway and i'll keep an eye on waterford anyway yeah do thank you very much Perfect, man. Okay, guys, so that was the podcast with Dara Corker, and I do hope you lads enjoyed it very much. Um, good conversation with Dara, like I was saying um, at the start of the video. Um, you know, interesting to hear kind of, you know, his uh, point of view of Waterford at the moment, because obviously Waterford, you know, have a good couple of young players coming through. And when you look at the likes of Carlo and Clare and a few other counties who've, um, you know, looked quite good in the past couple of years, you know, you know, counties who wouldn't normally um, do so well at Gaelic football. It does kind of leave you to think that maybe um, counties like Waterford and Limerick, you know, could be on the rise a bit in Gaelic football at the moment. And you know, I think that's what everyone wants to see is is a more competitive championship, a more competitive national league, and you know, it'd just be better all around for the GEA. So it'll be interesting, of course, to uh, to keep an eye on it. All right, guys, that's the end of the podcast and the end of the uh, end of the video. Of course, do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. Hope you enjoyed. Let me know down in the comments below what you think of all the matters we discussed. And yeah, of course, uh, enjoy your week, enjoy your weekend, and I will see you later. Goodbye.